0: folks, welcome back to Raising Equity. I'm Dr. Kira Banks, and today I'm doing a diversity download on fatigue. I'm hearing a lot of conversation about people feeling tired for lots of reasons. um, I've heard people feeling like, "Ugh, aren't we done talking about this? Haven't we spent enough time talking about race and racism or DEI? We need to move on to more important things. My response to that would be, this is an important thing, and if your company or organization is doing it right, they have integrated this important thing into key performance indicators, other sorts of metrics, and there have been trainings, but not just trainings, behavioral tracking, support for leadership, other ways to engage this work in an ongoing way so that it doesn't feel like this work should be over, right? It's a marathon and not a sprint. So it shouldn't feel like, oh, we did this thing for show. Oh, the season is over. It should be a new way of of doing things. It should be an integration of these ideas that takes your organization from being one that has a program here or there or initiative here or there to Having everyone who's in a leadership position, and, and and ultimately everyone, but more importantly first, everyone in a leadership position, realizing that DEI is a part of their work, regardless of if DEI is in their title, that everyone is responsible for seeing. Barriers that are in the way of people's performance, of people's development, and removing them. So not just let me pull this person up, but how do I, how do I enhance the, the built landscape so that that barrier is not there for this person and the next? How do I make sure that there are helps and supports that some have access to that and make sure that everyone has access to those, not just this one person that I see as emerging and promising, but everyone. That work takes time for an organization to articulate the frameworks, to communicate them to leadership, for leadership to practice them and not just see them as an add-on or a, oh, we got to put on this show and when will the show be over? When's the run of this show over? To really integrating it into everything. Yeah. I I don't know how else to say it other than if you're doing it right, it's about ongoing work. And so if you think about it like a marathon or a relay, maybe right. When, when are you going to tap in? Like what leg of this are you running? What position do you hold? And you know, when it's your time to rest, how do you recover? What do you do to take care of yourself so that you can get back in the race? and know that other people are running it not just you if that analogy works for you or if you're thinking about like a symphony how do you hone your part like how do you go off and practice so that when you come back together with the with the team with the full orchestra that you know your part and then you can make beautiful music together you still have to rehearse right even pro- even professional performers rehearse and have to bring their amazing talent together to create um, but I'm giving those analogies to help you think about how you can frame the ongoing work. Uh, I've also heard fatigue from people who are like folks of color, from people who are impacted by by issues of inequities, whether it's racism, sexism, heterosexism, um, ableism, right? People are tired and some folks are tired because... They're getting asked to talk about their experiences over and over and over and over and over again. Some people are tired because they distrust their organization. So like after George Floyd's murder, I was called into a lot of organizations to help support process with black employees in particular, employees of color in general, and then sometimes in mixed race groups. And what I heard from many black folks in particular was, like this is not new. This ain't new. Why are we so intrigued and and um, compelled at this moment? And I can't say why. Why organizations and companies wanted to put hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars into issues of racial inequity right now? Why now? Why not? When Mike Brown was killed, why not Trayvon Martin? Why I don't I don't know why. I can't tell you why, but I can tell you that the level of investment of time and resources is significant. And so I told leadership at companies that I worked with, like it's going to take time. They're not going to believe that you're serious today or tomorrow. Um, they're not going to believe you're serious maybe even next year. You've got to stay the course and keep keep showing up, keep doing the work. Uh, Many of these people were told at one point, maybe they shared their experience and were told either we're not interested in hearing it in so many words, or maybe they got blackballed, but basically forced to compartmentalize and not, not talk about their experience. And so to have me or other people come and ask for their experiences felt really frustrating and somewhat what's the word um, offensive uh, frustrating made some people angry i'm trying to remember back to some of the language people use but it was it was distrustful they felt they felt really uh, skeptical Skeptical is a good one of organizations because they felt like, well, I, you, you did a climate survey, you did a focus group. I told you all these things like you really could have not called this meeting. You could have looked at the data that you already had and believed it. And um, that was the sentiment of some folks. And so if, if you can imagine, after a year of that, some people are tired. They're, ti- they're tired. Uh, they're tired of people being aghast and surprised that this is still happening. They're, they're tired of telling their stories and not having them acted upon. Um, and so what I want to say is I encourage you as you continue this work with your organization, get really clear about for the sake of what why you're doing this work for the sake of what so that that can be your your guiding star that can be your your path that lights that what lights your path and so if you're an organization like many organizations in today's day and age where you're solving complex problems problems that No one person can solve by themselves that really do require teams of people to think and innovate and create. Your why is to innovate and create, that when you have people from different backgrounds, race being one of them and all sorts of different aspects of social identity and experiences and bring that to the table and, and and create a space that is inclusive and equitable, you will get better solutions. You will come up with better ideas. You will innovate faster and in more bold ways than if you have a group that's homogenous. And so if that's your, for the sake of what, name it. And then, share it so that people are clear that you're not coming together to talk about experiences or microaggressions or whatever for the sake of talking about it. Like I was just saying at a training, if you have a group of people that you work with that you care to share like your personal experiences, that's great. But not everyone has that. I might share my personal experiences with people that I'm friends with, people that I feel a sense of support from. But I'm only going to talk about that at work if it's moving us somewhere. So I don't want to just pour my heart out and get to know my work colleagues. I'm doing that so that we can change the built landscape so that this doesn't happen to the next black woman professor or other identity professor that is not the dominant identity. And so that they can have a better experience. So I don't really need you to change. Well, actually I do. I was going to say, I don't need you to change things for me. I would love it. Um, but I'm not doing this for you to, like apologize or lament on my experience can we learn from it and change things so i think that can help with the fatigue so that if people have a clear articulation of like where you're going and why you're doing it you're not just having conversations and doing book clubs to say that you're doing them no you're doing them to take action and it's an iterative process so you have to listen to people's experiences. Yes, I'm not saying skip over that, but I'm saying the the goal is to change and transform and to act differently so that it's more equitable. And so that might take some listening, that might take some understanding, some qu- asking questions, some analyzing of data and experiences, maybe some relationship building so that you can then trust enough to, to um, accept the implemented, implemented changes, to try them out, uh, but to to work together to be able to innovate and and come up with the change, I'll I'll end this with a story. I've been playing with this analogy and and someone actually reflected it back to me in a session I did today. And I was like, okay, if they're reflecting it back, it must be maybe it's maybe it's it's good enough to share more broadly. So. When we think about for the sake of what and equity, right, we're thinking about how we change systems so that they are more fair and more more fair and more just and more inclusive. And so the analogy I've been playing with is one of seatbelts. So people who are experts in safety knew that us wearing our seatbelts would keep us safer in crashes, that we would die less at, at you know, lower rates and we'd be have less severe injuries, all those things that safety experts know. I'm making that up, right? But they knew some things that I didn't know. I'm not a safety expert. And so rather than going on a campaign to change all hearts and minds to, to wear seatbelts, right, they knew that that would be a long road to change, that that every individual would need to wear their seatbelt, but they actually didn't need every individual to want to wear their seatbelt. They just needed to think about how do we incentivize people to behave in a way that'll make things more safe. And so I want you to think about how you can be an equity expert in your area, in your sphere of influence. What needs to happen or not happen? What needs to be incentivized or disincentivized? (laughs) to make the safe, the space more safe, more equitable. So with seatbelts, we did different things. Like one of them is click it or ticket. So if you're not wearing your seatbelt, you get a ticket, right? So that's, that's making people think, oh, let me wear my seatbelt. I don't want to get rid of my money, right? It's reinforcing the behavior by punishing. Uh, In psychology, right? You're, you're punishing because you're, putting in place this punishment, having to pay money. It's trying to reinforce behavior. What we know in psychology, actually, is it's more effective in shaping behavior to reinforce it uh, positively or negatively than to punish for a behavior. And so when we think about one of the major pieces of, of, of shift and practice and policy that, that affects safety, it's actually that dinging noise that you hear in your car. When you get in, there's that annoying dinging noise and, and it goes away only when you wait, put your seatbelt on. And so it's the safety experts knowing more than I know, more than what you know, saying put your seatbelt on and it's reinforcing the behavior, putting the seatbelt on by taking away a negative stimuli, that annoying dinging. So that negative reinforcement from a psychological perspective, we know is more powerful than punishment. So how how are you going to engage in listening, understanding and acting, transforming an environment right? To be more equitable. That doesn't require you to change all hearts and minds. It doesn't require you to have a conversation, exhaust yourself, be emotional, and have kumbaya moments. That requires you to be a leader, a leader that understands the built landscape around you, how the system is operating, the policies and practices that are in place, the barriers that are there, to see them, notice them, remove them, to see the helps that are in place for some, notice them, extend them. How are you going to be an equity expert so that you can shift the built landscape of where you are? So that's my, my two cents on how to navigate fatigue that is setting in for many of us for different reasons. Uh, That's the diversity download for today. And I want to thank you for joining us on Raising Equity. You can find me anywhere you find your podcasts. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, at Dr. Kira Banks, on Twitter at Kira Banks. And thanks for joining us on Raising Equity.